It's time to head in the shop with Steve, Kurt, Brian, and Dan. I've been driving all night, my hands wet on the wheel. In the shop, your source for the latest information and advice on maintaining and repairing your vehicle on KGMI Newstock 790, 96.5 FM in Bellingham, and KGMI.com. KGMI and the Cascade Radio Group receive financial compensation to present this program in its entirety. Opinions and information expressed are those of the host and or sponsors and do not necessarily reflect those of KGMI or the Cascade Radio Group. Auto Clinic, Dan from Burlington Automotive. I'd say we're taking your calls, but I think the storm may have taken out yeah, the phone lines. No, I don't think we're taking calls. <laughs> but we, we are, are live. <laughs> we are live. Unrecorded. No phone calls. Um, but we got a number of things to talk about here. And, uh, you know, we've got some, some past questions callers have asked. And every day at the shop, we get questions from our customers. So we're going to toss a few of those out there. Yeah, we'll pretend we've got We'll have calling. pretend caller. You can just change you can just change your voice. That's right. I will do that. And uh and come up with some questions for us. I you know but I'm still uh, not gonna make car noises. Yeah. <laughs> I haven't, I haven't oh, done that on. for you in fifteen years. You've asked me to do that. <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna get Dan to make some car noises yeah, for us. Isn't gonna happen. And uh and talk a little bit about cars and one of the things that uh has been going on for quite some time, but it's been a an epidemic catalytic converter thefts now for a few years and uh perhaps the fbi has put a dent at least in part of that uh theft chain yeah um some big news and this is actually a pretty big deal um that the head of the fbi christopher ray actually was making statements regarding um the uh the bust of a huge catalytic converter theft ring and it's it's interesting because I think the guys that got busted are not the ones who are out there stealing converters. They're the a little bit higher up the food chain. They're the ones who are receiving, receiving them. Yeah. And when the, when your converter gets stolen, it, it's not like okay they load them all onto a barge and take them to China and melt them down. Um, as people steal them, they get sold up the food chain. Right. And so the the low level thieves, um, they're we say, um, you know, criminals that may be addicted to illegal substances. Yeah. Um, with, Sounds with, like they've even ground up and tried converters. Uh, some crazy stuff. Yeah. Yeah. That doesn't work, by the way. Um, but so the low-level thieves will steal them locally. They sell them to an intermediary who eventually sells them to the, the bigger fish. Who you assume is collecting them. I mean, getting a bunch rather than exactly. The couple. And and some of these people who are busted, we're we're talking thousands of catalytic converters that they had. Mm-hmm. So they take those, they put them in a ripper, um, which is basically just a hydraulic machine that that rips the casing off and exposes the the precious you know, metals, the precious honeycomb material within them. Yeah. Um, then they grind up that honeycomb material into basically a powder, um, a highly toxic heavy metal powder. Yep. Um, and and they they run some chemical tests on it to determine you know what percentage of these expensive metals are in there palladium platinum gold mm-hmm. you know and about half a dozen others right um, the magic catalyst material um, and and then they're able to to sell that off to refiners who will extract those out of it but the people who are ripping them and grinding them into a powder that's where you get into the they're large criminal organizations yeah. 
Um, this this group they they estimate over five hundred million dollars they've received in the last several years from catalytic converter materials. Mm-hmm. Um, that's big crime. That is big crime. Um, they they seized assets from various people, you know, from individuals of thirteen million to fifty million dollars. Yeah, one said he had taken in forty five million, collected forty five million from them. Right, and 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 again, that these are the big fish. These aren't the people yeah. who are out there cutting them off your car. They're getting peanuts right. in comparison. Yeah. Um, you know, the the catalytic converter that that you have stolen that might cost two thousand dollars to replace. Um, you know, they might get. You know, fifty, eighty, two hundred dollars for that catalytic converter, um, and then it gets sold on up the food chain. I don't know what gets extracted out of it in the end. I don't know. At one point, I don't have the info, but I was reading the materials that are in it and how much those materials have gained in value. There was one that started with an R that I know was worth a lot if you had enough of them. <laughs> Rubidium. Is that what it was? I, I, I have no idea. <laughs> I, you know, it's like a bank account. It was a, it was a stack of scrap metal in your garage. Yeah, millions per ounce or something. Yeah, I know we have. Uh, there's a number of uh, legit scrap haulers here in, in Walker County. You know, if you, you've got a whole bunch of metal, you might pile it up and take yep. it on down to Z Recycling or down to Parberries and and get a few bucks for it. That's mm-hmm. what I for years my kids have come to the shop and loaded up our scrap metal, mm-hmm. and and so all of my kids have have some. Uh, some knowledge of the scrap market. Yeah, yeah. They know when. <laughs> they know when. We got to work today, Dad. It's and up. <laughs> for, for me, it's like, uh, no, you can't wait until scrap metal goes back up to $400 a ton. <laughs> it's never going to happen. I know it's $60 a ton, but I have too much. It's time yeah. to come get in the old Ford truck and take it down to Parberries. Yep. <laughs> it's easy money. Um, but uh, you some of the the scrap haulers, Sunrise Salvage, um, yeah, that's is, is, mm-hmm. that that's who a lot of times will come and get our scrap cars. So if you got a car sitting in your front yard, you want to get rid of it in Walken County, and just Google Sunrise Salvage. Yeah, and no, they didn't pay me for that, but they'll show up and they recycle sometimes it. in hours and get that mm-hmm. car out of your hair. Um, but I've known in the past they've sat on scrap metal and oh, and let it pile up and stack up and separate it out and wait for that that scrap metal price to go up. Mm-hmm. Um, so hopefully getting rid of uh, the people that are buying some of the catalytic converter materials will help dampen the demand for stolen cats. But And some of these places get pretty close to us. I mean, Washington State is not put in this article at all, but California is. So where they found these people is California, Oklahoma, Wyoming, Minnesota, New Jersey, New York, Nevada, and North Carolina and Virginia. And it was some crazy high percentage of converters that are actually stolen just out of California. Like 25% of all the converters in the country are stolen in California. Hmm. I was just there. I didn't lose one. <laughs> it wasn't my car. You were driving the wrong car. <laughs> I was in a rental. <laughs> you, you need a big Ford E350 van where you can crawl up underneath it and cut it down. You know, I looked at my car as I was walking out. I, I worked late one night, and I came out. It was super dark. My car's out back, and I... Stood there and looked at it and thought, oh, I wonder if somebody, you know, could get under this. My car's too low. <laughs> Nobody's getting under that. I, you know, if, I've, if they have the belly I've got, they're, they're not crawling under that car. I, I've <laughs> seen the Ring doorbell camera videos where it's like three guys come in and they're a pit crew. They got the jack man, the saw man, and the, and the wire cutter yeah. man. The, the, you know, they're in and out in under a minute. You did read the article where the pit crew in Seattle didn't do so well, though. Oh, no. The, the, uh, an auto shop came in. I mean, it's not funny, but it's justice. 
the guy was lifting up a Mercedes. And the uh oh, Jack, Jack. They Jack need a new broke. Jack man. Jack broke. Jack man needed replacement. Yeah. Yeah. So you know, in the end, uh, you know, what can you do to keep your cat safe? Well, there's, I mean, there's, there's ways, right? There's the shields if they make it for your car, which are popular for the the Prius, the Prius vehicles. Um, um, Element Honda Element, they make them. Um, but there's a lot of aftermarket versions out there. I don't know about you. I've seen the cables. Um, I know a lot of people are using the cables with the locks or however they do that. Yeah, they're hard to they're they're just hard to cut through. They're like chainsaw chaps. You know, it's just, hard to cut through them. It just slows them down. I yeah, mean, and that's all you're looking for is a yeah. deterrent. Yep. Um, but I, you know, some of these that have been stolen, like in in daylit parking lots, you know, yeah. in the middle of the day, people will, will come in and do it, and and sometimes it just can't can't be avoided. Well, a, a Prius. I've I've watched a few videos just kind of to see how fast this goes. A Prius is some of these guys have it down to thirty seconds. And one guy, one handed with a battery operated sawzall. Yeah. It's, they it's just they reach in there and they they do it blind. Well, if you've ever repaired some, you can tell. Oh yeah, <laughs> you can, I can tell, tell they did it. Blind. I can tell. <laughs> All right, we're going to take a little break here. Uh, I almost said the phone number again. I think our phone lines <laughs> are still down. down this morning. I'm like, uh oh. <laughs> but you are in the shop. This is Brian from Doctor John's Auto Clinic. Dan from Bellingham Automotive. Hello, folks. Are you ready to get your estate planning affairs in order, but you don't know where to start? Would you like to hear about the difference between wills and trusts? Do you want to learn how to avoid probate? Do you have questions about Social Security and Medicare? Is it important to you to make life as easy as possible on your spouse and loved ones if something should happen to you? This is Phil George. I'm an elder law and estate planning attorney here in Bellingham. Join me right here on KGMI every Saturday at 1 p.m. for the Aging Hour. And let me show you how to set your family up for success in your retirement. Well, you've done the drill again, pulled that clunky AC unit out of the window and fired up the furnace as our weather has changed, but maybe it's time to say so long to that tired routine. Hi, I'm Joe T, and for my friends at West Mechanical, Heating, Air Conditioning, and Electric, maybe it's time to consider going ductless. You've no doubt heard about ductless heat pumps, and a ductless system from Mitsubishi Electric Cooling and Heating could be the perfect answer for you, especially if you've been getting by with baseboard heat, zone wall heat, or an inefficient electric furnace. Ductless heat pumps warm your home, but also keep you cool with air conditioning, guaranteeing year-round comfort. And they allow you to heat or cool only the rooms you want. The best thing about Ductless, though, is the money you'll save. With rebates and energy savings, some homeowners save up to $3,000 in the first year. And right now, West Mechanical has a system to meet your needs and financing options that meet your budget. They're the folks I trust to keep my family comfortable. Visit westmechanical.net today for a free assessment and find out whether a Mitsubishi electric ductless system is right for you. That's westmechanical.net. My name is Marcus Virta, and I manage a small business here in Whatcom County called Western Solar. Every day I see firsthand the impact good jobs have on the lives of people. Sharon Shoemake is an economist and a mom who brings practical, real-life experience to the state Senate. I became an economist to help people. Now I'm running for state Senate to fix our broken housing market, create jobs, lower taxes on working people, and build an economy that works for everyone. Paid for by People for Sharon, Democrat. 
DeWard and Bodie's Black Friday Early Access Sale is underway and you don't want to miss it. Black Friday pricing is available now on appliances, barbecues, mattresses, and more at all three DeWard and Bodie locations in Bellingham and Burlington. This is your chance to score the lowest prices of the year on refrigerators, dishwashers, laundry sets, ovens, cooktops, and more. Bundle and save on kitchen appliance packages with huge cashback rebates from your favorite brands like Whirlpool, LG, KitchenAid, GE, Bosch, and more in stock and on sale. Upgrade your mattress this weekend with Black Friday savings on Tempur-Pedic, Sealy, and Stearns and & Foster. This weekend, keep your cash and pay no money down and no interest for two full years on qualifying orders. Plus, shop in confidence with DeWard & Bodie's 30-day local price match guarantee on select in-stock items and get fast professional delivery on qualifying orders. Shop the biggest sale of the season during Black Friday early access at DeWard & Bodie right now in Bellingham and Burlington. Financing OAC offer qualifications apply. The opinions expressed on this program are not necessarily those of KGMI or the Cascade Radio Group. Welcome back. You are in the shop. This is Brian from Dr. John's Auto Clinic, Dan from Bellingham and Burlington Automotive. Taking your fake calls. Making, making up your calls. <laughs> making up. <laughs> you were talking about catalytic converter thefts before the break there. And, uh, you know, the moving a little bit into the future um, with electric vehicles, it's rather interesting what some manufacturers are, are doing at this point. Um, Dodge had announced it, uh, oh, back in April or so. And, and now uh, Ford with their new Mach-E has come out with uh, – well, actually, it's an it's an aftermarket exhaust system from Borla Exhaust for the electric Mach E. I hadn't seen the name Borla in years when you handed me this article. I'm like, wow, that well, brings me right back to the parts store days. Yeah. Well, you know, it's kind of tough for some companies when you look at uh, custom aftermarket exhaust systems and performance exhaust systems, and and now your target market customers are buying electric vehicles. I know. So you need to reinvent your company. Yeah. And so Borla is reinventing themselves with aftermarket electric vehicle exhaust systems. Yeah. Brilliant. Custom sounds. Brilliant. You know, they probably come with muffler bearings. <laughs> blinker fluid. Yeah, I was going to say an attachment for blinker fluid. <laughs> and several other types of snake oils. Um, but uh, Borla has gone out and they have sampled so many performance cars. Mm-hmm. And they actually, you can change the exhaust sound on your vehicle. They have a... Uh, they call it notes. They call not it sounds. notes. Engine exhaust notes. notes. And uh, they've, they've sampled other vehicles. And, and I, you know, apparently, like, uh, Chevrolet must not have patented their exhaust notes on the Corvette <laughs> because one of the options is to make your new Mustang Mach-E sound like a Corvette. Yep. Um, as you rev the engine, they probably tap into the Ethernet network on the vehicle um, to get uh, your throttle position to create some fake exhaust noise, pump through an amplifier and a big subwoofer <laughs> tweeter system underneath your vehicle. I'm so excited to have customers come in and say, my exhaust notes are off. Can you fix it? <laughs> <laughs> and, and so it's kind of becoming a, a, a big thing um, for some in the uh aftermarket electric vehicle industry is to uh, give your car some muscle car sound when that electric motor whine just won't cut it. <laughs> and, you know, I was thinking about this, and, you know, with electric vehicle, they've there are some new mandates that the car needs to make some noise. 
It does. So that like when you're in the Costco parking lot and that, you know, that that plug-in electric Prius comes screaming by, you know, you actually know it's there and you don't turn around and walk in front of it. No, exactly. I mean, we, my wife drives a hybrid RAV4 and it has the Toyota tune or whatever they call it, the hum when you back up. And when we first bought it, I I thought it was broken. <laughs> what is what that is the sound? Noise? It didn't didn't sound like a sound a hum or a, a normal sound. And it gets your attention. That's what yeah. it's supposed to do. So I showed it to our lead tech. That's the first person that we showed the car to when we drove it home because we drive by kind of by his house. And he said, "Yeah, they they make that noise so that you don't run people over." <laughs> I was thinking that that's a good product for Lisa. Yeah, <laughs> she needs that. So I guess if you get one of these aftermarket Borla exhaust systems, you know, that qualifies for the the announcement that your electric vehicle's coming. Yeah, exactly. So if everybody wants to know which one my wife is, she's the RAV4 that sounds like a Corvette. <laughs> I, you know, I've I've been in parking lots and, and heard vehicles making that noise or coming by, and it, it does. It, it's, it's the type of noise that somebody brings their car into the exactly. shop saying, my car's making this weird noise that, you know, there's obviously something wrong. Yeah. No, that's exactly right. So, uh, pretty pretty interesting as times move on. I mean, it, I think some of that really comes down to when you're talking about, you know, piping in synthetic exhaust noise to an electric vehicle is people just can't let go of the past. No, no. I, I remember as a kid, loud exhaust, I would, my trucks would always get a Flowmaster or whatever it was just to get yeah. them loud. Yeah, put a cherry bomb on it. Now I just want them to quiet down. <laughs> I just want them quiet. <laughs> Yeah, it'll be interesting to see as time goes on what people do. That I know Toyota patented a uh, a stick shift system for their one of their electric vehicles. Oh, and uh, and, and very few electric vehicles, true electric cars, not a hybrid. You mm-hmm. know, just straight electric. Few have a a transmission right. of any type. They're they're effectively direct drive. The early Teslas um, had been designed with a two speed differential. To give like a low gear and a high gear, but they had so many problems with that mechanism that they actually disabled them and just put them in high gear all the time. They were quick enough and had enough power that you really didn't need that other gear. Mm-hmm. Um, and so they're all direct drive. There's no reason to shift in the way the electric motors right. work. Um, but you know, again, people with the performance, they they like you know. Got to shift gears. So they actually have some noise generation inside with this system. I don't think they're selling them yet, but they have noise generation. So it has like the engine noise inside the vehicle um, and we're with a clutch pedal and it, it feels like you're shifting through the gears and it has some algorithm and electric drive motor make it feel like you're shifting gears. Sounds like a VR game. Pretty much. <laughs> pretty much. I know Honda, Honda came out with an announcement that said um, basically that's really kind of just dumb. <laughs> We won't be doing anything like that. Somebody said it. There's no, <laughs> I love it. <laughs> there will be no stick shift in our electric cars yeah. or transmissions. Crazy. Yeah, they were, the, the articles actually say in the Mach-E sounds like a GT500 in one of these settings. <laughs> in one of the settings. <laughs> I, I, can, can you, like, does it have a Prius setting? Yeah, I was going to say, does it <laughs> kick down Honda Civic? 94 Honda Civic, that's what I sound like today. A turbo R? Yes. <laughs> So silly things in the automotive industry. Well, it is kind of interesting how everybody's got to adapt, right? I mean, you're you're looking at electric cars coming. So a lot of these manufacturers, like you say, exhaust companies would 
yeah, they're going to be kind of out of business. There's just one thing they can do for those. So hats off to them for trying, right? Yeah. I know at one point in time, you know, Whatcom County had three or four um, muffler shops. Yeah. You know, up on the guide, there was right way, yep. right way muffler. Um, yeah, and Midas was up on Holly. And, and, and basically all they did was exhaust. And, and there were several of the companies around and sometimes we'd sublet work to them and, and, you know, they had the pipe benders and, you know, all the parts to, to build an exhaust system, custom exhaust, you name it. And the industry, that, that portion of our industry has died. It's gone. Mm -hmm. Dinosaur laid to rest. Yes. We used to use, I remember when I was a kid, it was the muffler man. The muffler man. You remember him? What did here in Whatcom County? Yeah, it wasn't oh, a big okay. shop. It was just a guy from out at his place, and he did a great job. Yeah, I can't remember his name. Yeah, there was. Uh, <laughs> there used to be one down on uh, Riverside Drive in Mount Vernon. Yeah, the yep. big old muffler shop, like right, right over way. the tracks. Yep. Yeah. And you know, sometimes we get cars in now. It's like, ah, boy, it'd be nice to. <laughs> Nice to play. <laughs> I, I wish I could send you to this shop that's been gone for 20 years. Exactly. I wish they were still around. All right. You are in the shop. This is Brian from Dr. John's Auto Clinic, Dan from Bellingham and Burlington Automotive. We'll be right back. State Representative Alicia Rule doesn't believe that one party or the other has all the answers. She knows that we need to work together to move our community forward. Alicia's worked hard to create opportunity for people who didn't go to college by expanding career and technical education in high schools. She's also working to restart Intelco. When it reopens, that means 700 union jobs back in Ferndale. Alicia Rule is the only pro-choice candidate in the race. She's endorsed by Planned Parenthood and Pro-Choice Washington. Alicia Rule has earned the support of law enforcement. She's earned the trust of the Fraternal Order of Police and the Bellingham-Wacom County Firefighters Retired Bellingham Police Chief Flo Simon said, Alicia Rule said no to defund the police, increased pay for the first responders, and fought to criminalize non-medical use of fentanyl. She's been a fantastic state representative. I'm State Representative Alicia Rule. I hope that I can earn your vote. Paid for by Vote Alicia Rule, Democrat. It's Bry here from LFS Marine and Outdoor. All salmon fishing on the Nooksack and Skagit Rivers is in full swing, and many anglers have been finding success fishing spinners, spoons, and float fishing with bait and artificial lures. Stop by LFS today, and we'll ensure you have all the equipment and knowledge needed to have a successful time on the water. We're happy to show you what to use and how to use it, and most importantly, where to go. LFS also offers a huge selection of rain gear and boots to keep you warm and dry on your outdoor adventures. Open Monday through Saturday on Coho Way at Squalcom Harbor in Bellingham. Hi, I'm Dan Johnson, running for state representative. With increased crime, the cost of living, and students falling behind, our state is heading in the wrong direction. This November, you decide where we go from here. As your next state representative, I will fix these issues. Instead of defunding police and releasing dangerous criminals from prison, I will support law enforcement and give them back the tools they need to keep dangerous criminals off the street. Rather than add more taxes that increase the cost of living, I'll vote to cut property taxes, sales tax, and the gas tax. If you hear this and think, I could sure use a break right now, I'm right there with you because you won't get this from my opponent. My opponent works directly for Governor Jay Inslee. We can't afford another two years of more anti-police laws, higher gas taxes, and more fees that add to the cost of living. If you want something different out of Olympia, you need someone who will vote differently in Olympia. I'm Dan Johnson, and I would be honored to be your next state representative. Paid for by Vote Dan Johnson. 
The latest local news and important topics of the day from the West Mechanical Studio. Tired of inefficient heating, poor indoor air quality, and rising energy bills? Contact West Mechanical today at westmechanical.net to explore going ductless with a system from Mitsubishi Electric Cooling and Heating. Get the latest news and information 24-7 with KGMI News Talk 790, 96.5 FM in Bellingham and KGMI.com. CBS News Brief. It's been a very expensive midterm election. CBS's Natalie Brown. The most expensive Senate races all top 100 million, including Georgia, Pennsylvania, Florida, Arizona, and Ohio. And that's just what the candidates spent. Elon Musk did what he said he'd do, took over Twitter and started firing thousands. Our Carter Evans says they were fired by email. The official and very dehumanizing layoff email. In an effort to place Twitter on a healthy path, we will go through the difficult process of reducing our global workforce. Nine twisters ripped through Texas last night. KTVT's Jason Allen is in Hopkins County. This spot was where a home was sitting. The tornado picked that house up and it moved it a good 50 to 75 feet away. There were four tornadoes reported in Arkansas, one in Oklahoma where one person was killed, dozens injured. CBS News Brief, I'm Stacey Lynn. Welcome back. You are in the shop. This is Brian from Dr. John's Auto Clinic, Dan from Bellingham and Burlington Automotive. Give a shout out to our co-host, Steve, at the Panacea Auto Repair and Kirk at Angler Automotive. We should have them call us and ask questions. Well, they could just call ourselves. <laughs> call ourselves. I have my service here so poor, I don't know if it'll ring. Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> but, uh, you know, every day at the shop, at the front desk when our phone rings, you know, half the calls that come in are telemarketers. and the other half are customers hopefully um some days that might be more telemarketers (laughs) yeah you think it you think it's bad with the election calls at home right now home it's on myself (laughs) um but again we get asked questions you know all the time and this time of the year the the heating system questions yeah you know the temperature changed it started to rain and and we have customers that, that start to have issues and you know they're air conditioner starts to have a problem, you know, or the, the AC clutch starts to grind or the compressor seizes up and the belt breaks. Mm-hmm. And they ask the question, do I need my air conditioning? Does it really matter? I don't mind the heat. I feel we just got that call. I, yeah, yeah. And we did a couple weeks ago. And uh, on the radio? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. It, it's a pretty common question this time of the year. And, you know, we get these mornings recently where it's really humid out. Mm-hmm. My windshield is fogged up on the inside and the outside, <laughs> and, and I'm running a few minutes late, and I need to get to work, and my windows just won't clear up. That's when you get the porthole going where you just clean one yeah, little teeny one spot. one little teeny spot. <laughs> or you drive like a dog with your head out the window. You know, so you know, in the end on that, do I need my air conditioning? You should. You should. Yeah. Does it help? It, it does, does. Is that all it does is cool my air? <laughs> draws out moisture it 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 does and when you you look at the the air conditioning system you know in your home and like when you go to hotels and there's air conditioning one of the mm-hmm. complaints about people staying in the hotels is the air is so dry yep 
And the reason for that is the, the air conditioning systems that they have um, actually dehumidifies the air. And part of the effect of the air conditioning in your car is dehumidification. That's why when you're out driving in the summertime and you go home and you pull into your garage and suddenly there's water trickling out from under your car mm-hmm. and you call the shop and ask, is, uh, is my car supposed to leak? Yeah. <laughs> um, you get that call a lot. You get that call a lot through the summer, especially on those humid days. Yeah. Um, the, the air conditioning system draws a lot of moisture out of the air of the vehicle. And in the wintertime, when you look at dehumidifying the windows, mm-hmm. especially like I did the other day, I was driving a, a car load, a van load of a van load, uh, a van load of, of FFA students oh. to go to, you know, nationals, you know, a group of Mount Baker Yakima? High School students. Is that where you went? No, I, well, I took them to the airport. They went to oh, Indiana. They went to Indianapolis. Indiana. The, the, oh. the big FFA the meeting big in the one. country. That's right. By the way, the Mount Baker uh, Ag Mechanics team placed seventh in the in the nation. Nice. And uh, finishing with uh, with gold classification, their their floral group and their forestry group as well. So Mount Baker was well represented at the national FFA convention and and competitions they had there. Yes, that's where I went to school. That's right. <laughs> but uh, but driving our whole old Honda Odyssey van. It's our it's our old family van that's now our loaner van at the shop oh you still have it that's right we still got it nice. still still kicking and uh and you you put a bunch of high school students in a van when it's starting to get chilly out and the windows start fogging up on the inside yeah and you know turn the heat up turn on the air conditioning and things clear right up it pulls all that moisture right out of there so mm-hmm. there's a huge benefit in the the fall and winter and having your air conditioning still function and and some cars they made it a little bit more difficult too if it, it used to be if the compressor seized and the belt broke you could continue to drive because you had a second belt that ran everything else and a lot of times you don't anymore you just one belt one belt so one belt does it all yeah uh, they do have on some vehicles, you know, if you're in that situation, you know, replacing the air conditioning compressor, recharging the system, you've, you've got an accumulator, receiver right. dryer that keeps the, the refrigerant system dry internally. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you can be $1,000, $1,500, $2,500, and sometimes higher on some vehicles to, to fix a seized air conditioning compressor. Yep. Um, they do on some vehicles make these uh, aftermarket bypass pulleys. The deletes. Mm-hmm. A, a delete kit. And then basically it just puts a dummy pulley in place of where the compressor was. And you can continue mm-hmm. without the air conditioning, but for a lot less money, maybe a few hundred, right. maybe $500. And in that situation, you're able to continue using the car versus having it parked until you you know have fifteen or $1,800, which mm-hmm. is a lot of money. It is a lot of money. Um, to, to fix the air conditioning system again. So sometimes that is an option. Mm-hmm. I'm seeing a few Ford trucks with an issue with their air conditioning where it's plugging up. Are you running into that? Not on the lay model ones. Yeah. No, not yeah. yet. We've had a couple. Um, you know, for some reason, um, you know, we had a rash of Subarus um, mm. over the summer with seized air conditioning pressers. And, you know, we're talking, you know, 12 to 18-year-old cars. They're still yeah. great cars, still worth, you know, thousands of dollars and, and still reliable cars. But the compressors are just uh, hitting end of life, I guess. Yeah. And that's kind of the, we talked about it, I think, last week on the show, how long cars are lasting these days. I mean, you you talk about an air conditioning system lasting, you know, the life of your car. Well, your life of your car has doubled now. I mean, people are going, what did we say last week? Uh, 200 is national average, 200,000 miles. 
I see more three. The new normal. The new normal. And these pieces, I mean, they're they're not going to last three. So yeah. The I, longer you keep your car, you have to think about pieces like that, air conditioning, compressors, and rack and pinions. Yeah, I get questions on, you know, you know, how long will this car last? Or how long do you think my car is going to last? And I've kind of come to the point where, you know, even with lower quality or lower price cars, mm-hmm. my, I, I start to ask questions like, well, is this the first owner, the second owner, yeah. the third owner, or the fourth owner? Because mm-hmm. um, I think sometimes life expectancy of the vehicle has to do with how many people it's passed through. And this isn't always the case, but by the time you're on the third or fourth owner, um, a lot of times the identical car with the same mileage um, will be in such horrible shape on the fourth owner right. compared to somebody who's the original owner who's, who's taken care of it. Mm-hmm. And so sometimes when you're looking for that used car, you know, one of the most important questions you can ask is, you know, are you the first owner? Yeah. Do you know how many owners it's had? How long have you owned it? And because that maintenance history, it's just like people, you know, it's how you take care of yourself oh, when you're younger that, you know, dictates uh, in most cases how well off if you can walk physically you're going to be as you get older. <laughs> and right. I am learning the price you well, pay for too. not taking care of yourself yeah. in some areas. I get it. <laughs> yeah, no, the, the maintenance records on a car when you when you buy a used car, is, it's like gold. I mean, if it's been skipping oil changes or you... You see that it's not been maintained. That second, third owner is going to pay the price. I see it, especially on a European car, when you see one come in with 100,000 miles. It's somebody's, you know, leapfrogging from one new car to the next. It's that second owner that pays for all that expensive stuff it needs. And then the third owner just gets punished horribly. Yeah. I send the third owner to you. Yeah. <laughs> I, you know, I, European cars, I think, are notorious uh, for lease returns. The, the first yeah, owner leased absolutely. it um, on, on a you know, three- to five-year lease, and they didn't do anything. They know they're going to get rid of it. They don't care about that car. And they, they are a nice car. When you buy them new yeah. and you drive them, they are really nice to drive. It's just somebody's going to pay at some point. Um, I think sometimes they're just engineered for that customer. And then they don't care about anybody after 50,000 miles. Right. And they pay a price. All right. You are in the shop. This is Brian from Dr. John's Auto Clinic. Dan from Bellingham and Burlington Automotive. We'll be right back. My name is Monica Mahal, and I'm a pediatrician here in Whatcom County. I'm one of over 100 local nurses and doctors voting yes for Whatcom Kids. A child's brain develops most dramatically during the first five years. The Children's Fund Honor Ballots expands childcare options and supports kids and families of all backgrounds, including our most vulnerable. So join me and vote yes for Prop 5, the Children's Fund. Paid for by Yes for Whatcom Kids, top five donors, Chuck and Health Foundation, Children's Funding Accelerator, Lydia Place, Patty Emhoff, and Imco Construction. If you're a business owner, property manager, or developer, Columbia Fire is your true one-stop shop for fire sprinkler installation, testing, and repairs. Hi, I'm Marty Boonstra from Columbia Fire, and we've protected property and lives in our great state for over 35 years. You name it, we've done it. Schools, office buildings, industrial, even residential. And if it's urgent, Columbia Fire can schedule you right away. For fire sprinkler installation, testing, and repair, go to ColumbiaFire.net. That's ColumbiaFire.net. Whatcom County has a bright future with Senator Simon Sepsik. 
You're here ultimately because of the future. Because each one of us has this, this radical notion, this belief that we as citizens know how to run our lives and spend our money better than a group of politicians and bureaucrats in a far distant capital. It's this radical notion that we in this country have the ability to stay new and to stay fresh, protecting and defending freedom. As John Adams said, however, liberty once lost is forever lost. We've seen how true that is over the past two years as our rights seem to go farther and farther away and our freedoms are eroded from us. But the reason that you've worked so hard and sacrificed so much is because you believe in protecting this Whatcom County, Washington State and this country to give it and to give to your children a better life than the one that you inherited. Simon Sepsik. Together, we can build a better future. Visit SimonForWA.com. Paid for by Simon for Senate Republican. Welcome back. You are in the shop. This is Brian from Dr. John's Auto Clinic, Dan from Bellingham and Burlington Automotive. We're making up calls. (laughs) We used to say taking your calls, but no, no longer. But yeah, I mean, as we were on the topic when we went to break, it's it's you used cars. I mean, we're seeing what's coming in anymore. You brought an article about engines, doing an engine versus buying a car. Um, that whole conversation has changed in the last few years. Yeah, the the number of people that are uh, you know investing in their current transportation, I think, is the best way to put it, versus buying something else. Yeah, I mean, there's a cost any way you look at it. If you buy a a, a newer car, new car, mm-hmm. um, you know, just a, a small upgrade, you know, cars depreciate; they go down in value, and eventually they, well, they need maintenance, and eventually mm-hmm. they need repairs. So even if you make a big step up in car, you're still going to be spending money as you continue down the road driving that car. They still need maintenance. You're right. Still need maintenance versus hanging on to what you have and and just getting it back up to a comfortable level, safe, reliable level of driving, which yeah. can be thousands of dollars at yeah. times, but it's cheaper than buying a new one. And and you look at that. There's some cars like your your Honda Pilot. You bring that in the shop do for a timing belt or a valve adjustment. I mean, you could spend three, 4,000 oil pump seal leaking, maybe five. Split that out in the maintenance you've done over five years with that Honda Pilot, and you fall right in the norm. I mean, it's that that big, you know, you're going to have that big hit on most cars. There's, there's some time that you're going to pay a bunch for maintenance, but you stretch that out over five years, and you look at the average maintenance of what, I think I think national average is two thousand a year. Is that right? I think if you add it up over time, not yeah. every year will be two thousand. No, but, but if but you add it up, you. they say about two thousand. Yeah. So you have to look at your car in a in a bigger picture than than just today, right? Yeah, and you know that it spreads out over time, and that's the way you know we normally look at it with customers. If if you're you know your car's hitting that point where it needs some love, yeah, and then. How long do you want to love your car? You and know, do you still love your car you enough to do this? <laughs> I and, mean, and and sometimes you know, spending that you know, say three thousand mm-hmm. dollars, and and you know, that's a year and a half, two years worth of driving. Correct. You know, whether you buy a new car, or depreciation, or or otherwise, you're going to spend the money. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's you know, does the car fit your needs at this point, or are you happy continuing to drive it? And that's the big thing. And I I think in the last couple of years things have changed quite a bit because i i know that 
a lot of customers when I was on the counter a lot would ask, I mean, do I put the money into it? Do I get something else? Often back then you, you know, the, it was going to be major repair, probably easier to get rid of the car, get into something else. There was lots of used cars that were nice out. Um, now that's, it's a little tougher. It's a, it's a lot tougher to find a nice used car. Like you said, one owner, well-maintained. That's, that's a dream now. There's, yeah. We're not seeing those. That's not what's on the market for used cars. So then it goes back to the thing is, is this car fit your needs? And if we, you know, you've got the articles for putting an engine in it. I mean, is this still fit your needs? Do you still like the car? Then, yeah, it's going to be cheaper to invest in that car than to go out and find and buy another one. Find something and, else. And going out and buying a, a newer used car, a different used car. Maybe you just you need. Maybe you're done with the SUV and you want to buy a car. You know, mm-hmm. maybe you've got a car and you need to buy the minivan, mm-hmm. um, or or you need a newer truck. Um, you know, whatever it is. Part of it's just our location here, um, but it's common across the country and in various areas. Is so many cars being imported from Canada? Yeah, and and we see this with with a lot of uh, dealer car lots, a lot of uh, other used car lots, non dealer in in Whatcom County, or the the vehicles coming down from Canada. And one of the things that's happened in in years past is is you can buy a, a car in Canada for for ten thousand dollars. And that same car is worth ten thousand dollars U.S. Mm-hmm. versus the ten thousand dollars Canadian. Right. Well, I don't know what the exchange rate is right now. Seventy, seventy-five percent. Yeah. Uh, you know. I don't know. There, but there's there's a pretty good spread. So if you buy a car for ten thousand dollars in Canada, well, you might that might be seventy-five hundred dollars U.S. Mm-hmm. So that car is worth ten thousand dollars down here. Yep. So car dealers and importers know this, and they're able to buy these cars in Canada. Go through the import process and then put them on car lots down here. Well, the cars in Canada are a little bit different than the cars down here. They are. And as, as soon as you cross the border and you look at, at what they do with their roads and and how they handle snow, and they get a bit more than we do. They do. Um, we're kind of on that threshold where you know it snows a lot more across the border than it does mm-hmm. south of the border. Um, they salt the roads a lot. And they use a lot more corrosive chemicals on the roads up there than we do yep. down here. So some of these cars that come from Canada are so rusty, you would not believe it. No, and that, and I'll tell you, I think, are you doing digital inspections at the shop now? We so do. it's amazing being able to share those pictures now. I mean, I, I would say 10 years ago when you say, oh, yeah, this truck's from Canada, but it's nice, it's new, it's a, you know, it's three years old. And the rust that we see underneath them, we didn't really share. We we would have to tell somebody it. on the phone yeah. and say it's really rusty. Well, you can't you can't see it, so you don't know what we're talking about. But now we can share these pictures, and it is amazing. I've had a I had a feel like it was a 2020 truck come through, big diesel, and the rotors were rusted through to the fins, and it's. How do you do that? I mean, the truck had twenty some thousand miles on it. Yeah, we had a uh, a Ford truck come through for an inspection. It was from a dealer down in Burlington, and and we get it get it in. And it used to be when these cars would come down, are all rusty. They'd have some kid with a a rattle can of undercoating, and a paintbrush for we'll, the bolt. We'll just we'll just like paint the vehicle over underneath. Well, now they mask these things off. They have them professionally undercoated. Oh, yeah. But we had this Ford truck come in. We put it up in the air. And it is beautiful underneath. 
Yep. It is so clean. Everything's black. I mean, it's like the underside of the vehicle is detailed. You take your screwdriver and you pick at some of the uh, the black undercoating, and the and and you poke in a quarter inch into the rust. Yeah. Or you scrape along the differential, and the clods of dirt start falling off from behind the undercoating. Yeah. They just immaculately sprayed all the dirt and rust underneath, and mm-hmm. it, the thing was a pile. Yeah. It was horrible. I wouldn't own it. And uh, I had the customer run a Carfax on it. It was owned by a mining company in Alberta. A lot of them are. That is not the truck you want to buy. Not the one. <laughs> no, no. All right. Well, you are in the shop. We're going to make up some more calls after the break here. Yeah, this there is you go. Brian from Dr. John's Auto Clinic, Dan from Bellingham and Burlington Automotive. His commitment to Northwest Washington dates back five generations. Our Congressman Rick Larson. Brought up in a family of eight kids, Rick was raised with the value of hard work. The same way Rick and his wife Tia raised their own two boys. Larson understands the pressures facing families when it comes to the rising cost of living. And why he just passed the new Inflation Relief Act that starts lowering costs by reducing prescription drug prices for Washington seniors. And caps insulin costs at $35. Rick sees the big picture. That's why he just helped pass bipartisan legislation bringing semiconductor manufacturing back to America. Larson's bill eases supply chain issues and means more good-paying jobs, all while lowering prices on cars and electronics. Common sense. Practical solutions for working families and local business. That's always been Rick's approach to making a difference for growing our local economy. Rick Larson, Congress. I'm Rick Larson, and I approve this message. Paid for by citizens to elect Rick Larson. Want to win big? We're celebrating 50 years at Barron. Hi, I'm John Barron, owner of Barron Heating, AC, Electrical, and Plumbing. And I'm Brad Barron, fourth generation here at Barron. I'll never forget the tools in Dad's garage and the paperwork on Mom's table as our home became the beginnings of Barron Heating. Our humble start grew into the Barron of today, serving five counties and providing careers for over 200 families. Since 1972, customers have been the heart of our business. And today, those family values are put into every job we do. We love this community and want to celebrate with savings on solar, generators, plumbing, air duct cleaning, and more. Plus, save 20% on services like annual maintenance as a Silver Shield member. And five people will win 5,000 Baron bucks towards any Baron service or installation. Book through November 30th to be entered to win. From all of us at Baron, thank you. We look forward to serving you for the next 50 years. Baron Heating, AC, Electrical, and Plumbing. Our mission, improving lives. No purchase necessary, Visit BarronHeating.com for details. Welcome back. You are in the shop. This is Brian from Dr. John's Auto Clinic, Dan from Bellingham and Burlington Automotive. And Dan, I got a question for you. Oh, color. I was Brian. <laughs> what do you got? Color. Yeah, well, you know, I we was, got color Brian on the line. <laughs> yeah, that's right. You know, I got a 2010 Subaru, and I was, uh, I, I, I'm driving along Lake Samish, and all of a sudden, a big plume of smoke and steam comes out from under my hood. So I pull over right away, and I open my hood, and and my radiator hose, where it attaches to the radiator, the plastic tank broke. So can I just drive up to your place and have you fix it? <laughs> Do you feel lucky, Brian? <laughs> Let me ask. Well, I don't know. My radiator just broke driving on the freeway along Lake Samish. I'm not feeling real lucky at no. the moment. <laughs> you cannot drive it. But it's me. two hours for a tow. It's pouring down rain. 
and I just need to get somewhere. Can I drive my car up and leave it at your shop right now? No. <laughs> Settle in, Brian. <laughs> Call another tow company, whatever it takes. Do not drive it. <laughs> yeah, we've seen that. I, and, and honestly, whether it's a small leak or a big leak, I use the plastic radiator tank. We should talk about that for a bit, the 10-year-old plastic. Yeah, we got time. But, uh, but, you know, when you have a cooling system leak and, the, and you've lost your coolant, even if this was – I had this one the other day. The, the upper radiator hose came off. It probably has a big chunk of the radiator in it. <laughs> you are very correct. But yes. it came off. The customer was able to get it back on, refilled it with coolant. Mm. And and wanted to bring it in, and they made it two miles, and it overheated again. Mm-hmm. Um, and this was actually on a, like a 2010, 2011 Subaru, 2013. I don't yeah. know, right around there. And uh, and you know, some cars you can't just like pour the coolant in and call it good. They got to be burped. You yep. got to get the air out of the system. Sometimes you need to use a vacuum system to suck the air out of it. Some cars are just a real pain to get the coolant back into them. Oh, yeah. I mean, there, there are some vehicles we had, I don't know, Ford Escape or something. The only way to get coolant back in it is to use a vacuum device to suck a vacuum on the cooling system and then, yep. and then let that vacuum suck the coolant back into the engine. Otherwise, you'll never get the air pocket out of it. Right. So right. continuing to drive after an overheat, broken hose or something else, boy, it's just not worth it. Nope. Nope. And I, I've I've asked hundreds of times over the years. I mean, towing insurance on your car is very cheap. It is a great thing to add to your policy if you're if you're driving an older car. I mean, just like you said, it's a plastic radiator. How long is it really going to last? Yeah, yeah. I, you know, if you're driving, I, I use Subaru as the example because yeah. there are so many of them out there. We have Subaru owners that, that will buy their cars new and keep them for 20 years. Right. Or, or a second owner that bought it at 50 or 80,000 miles, and they're going to keep it for another 150,000 miles. The reality is plastic radiators are, I can say in most cases, they're really pretty good for 100,000 miles, 10 years. Mm-hmm. A lot of them I will go. Say, okay. yeah. A lot of them will go another 50 to 100,000 miles in several more years. But in that 10 to 13-year range, if you've got a plastic radiator in your car, you're the original owner, you've done all the maintenance and everything on it, ask your shop if you should replace it. Yeah, absolutely. At, proactively. Because we'll get them in, and you can start to see the surface cracks in them. You can pull the upper radiator hose off or the radiator cap out and start so use your fingernail. You can just scrape away at the plastic. It, it deteriorates, gets brittle, and starts to come apart. And a lot of people don't know the radiator's plastic, and it's... It's almost everything now. I mean, we're we're talking about Subarus, but I mean, my Chevy Diesel was yeah. a plastic radiator. Brilliance. It's smart. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's cheap. <smart. laughs> yeah, and then uh, the day of the really nice heavy, what is it, copper ones or copper whatever they were using. Oh, yeah. uh, try and buy one of those now. Holy cow, they they are a fortune. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. four, six, eight. Nine hundred dollars. Mm-hmm. We priced one out on a, a, a Toyota. It was like nine hundred dollars. Yeah, and uh, it was somebody who happened who was having corrosion problems and had a couple of plastic radiator tanks and gone bad mm-hmm. and and it's outrageously expensive. Yeah, and then throw in our our job. Let's say that same Subaru comes in. It's fifteen years old, and your the radiator hose is actually leaking, and it's not part of the radiator breaking. What are the odds you're going to get it off? Yeah, without right? it breaking. Without it breaking on you. 
Thanks for listening. You've been in the shop. This is Brian from Dr. John's Auto Clinic, Dan from Bellingham and Burlington Automotive. We will see you next week.